Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hi everyone, Sultan here from Hipter Talks. We're back again this week. Today we are going to talk about blockchain again. Uh, that's have been our favorite subject throughout the year. And today I have with me Dean Rakic, who is not the first time speaker in our podcast. So hi Dean, how are you? Hello Sultan, nice to meet you again. Yes, nice to see you again. And uh, yeah, could you fill us in about yourself again? for our new audience possibly and maybe say a few words about the company you are working with. I know that okay. you, you switched companies in the meantime. Yes. Uh, just a little bit about me. Um, I'm already more than 27 years in IT overall. And uh, last fully 10 years, uh, I switched completely my uh position to be positioned in, in the blockchain actually not only from the perspective of the cryptocurrencies and the crypto world but overall of technology and putting technology in the practice not just to be a th uh, in a theory but having the real examples from in different kind of industries and uh, actually to put the benefits of uh distributed and decentralized world in 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 call mankind of having the the, the the benefits from decentralization and distributed technologies. Um, last few years, I'm mostly involved a half of my duty on the academia. I'm already lecturing on uh, two universities in Rome and in uh, Munich, and partially remotely actually for Dublin uh, University from Ireland. Um, lecturing data science, big data analytics, blockchain and the cryptocurrency and digital finance completely uh, based on, on distributed ledger technology and uh, new digitally transformed uh, actually methodologies that uh, yeah. uh, trace all our daily duties nowadays. And another half, um, I'm, I'm spending mostly on intellectual property uh, dealing with the blockchain technologies uh, completely uh, pushing some last year a few patents uh, for new consensus protocols for some uh, real implementation in the IoT from blockchain in the smart cities in the industries and so on and I was working for TAL for more than two and a half years approximately um, also dealing as a, as a chief scientist there, uh, dealing with the intellectual property and, and the blockchain patents uh, from this, this world. Uh, since approximately six, six, six months uh, this year, I switch uh, to a new field. Actually, I decide uh, to push, to open, to establish a new entity as a company uh, and try to put a new blockchain consensus protocol to the market and will be published in the next month oh. approximately. Actually, it, it is about uh, somehow about hybrid blockchain technologies 
giving a bridge between centralized and decentralized world, not only uh, just uh, switching from fiat to crypto or vice versa, but also they all industries that actually are still centralized, that's normal nowadays, not only from the fintech, but also from industries. Uh, the point is to have interoperable transactional processing between different worlds. It's not so easy, it's pretty complicated. Um, next week or next two weeks maximum, uh, we'll publish the scientific paper about, about this uh, new consensus protocol about interoperability, like a proof of interoperability. And based on that will be new blockchain next month. Uh, wow. see, see the light of the day, I suppose. That's, it's already planned. The platform technically is already built. We are at the moment testing the, the operability of, of this platform. Uh, it's completely developed. And at the moment, uh, we have more than 50,000 transactions per second. Okay. Uh, it's pretty scalable. Um, we solve so many problems based on this protocol um, that could be actually implemented in any kind of industry, no matter which industry the, the, the core is. Always we are talking about data. Each transaction is actually containing data. And if we cannot handle or exchange data amongst each other in the nodes, the distribution and uh, whole distributed technology and databases that deal nowadays already on a distributed uh, world and especially uh, decentralization could not work because uh, if there is no interoperability, uh, not only between switching two worlds, bridging two worlds, but also uh, in the verticals of, yeah. of two worlds. And therefore I'm trying to put this consensus protocol at the blockchain zero level. So it can go through vertically through all blockchains that it doesn't uh, harming, harming any of the already existed consensus protocols and the blockchain uh, that already exists on the market uh, to connect each of them without uh, wasting so many times and bottlenecks uh, technically to make it inter interoperable between different worlds, different technologies, different Whereas actually the interoperability is the base to, to, to switch and to connect different worlds to speak the same language, just a simple to, to, to explain. And during the test phase, we have a success and hopefully the, the very soon the implementation in the, in the fintech in some other industries will be already uh, shining. That's good to hear because the main subject for this podcast is the uh, real life examples of blockchain in our daily lives. So maybe could you tell us what are some of the examples you could give that we are already using on the blockchain and we don't yeah. even know it or maybe it's helping our daily lives? Yeah, for sure. Uh, normally, when, when the blockchain starts since 10, 12 years ago, uh, a little bit more, the, the focus and targeting is always somehow a financial or a fintech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, normally with, with the cryptocurrencies and a possibility that uh, giving a kind of trust between anonymity and transparency between people that they are approaching the network 
making transactions more easier to be handled with lower costs and all that trust and immutability that blockchain gives. But uh, this is just one point, one derivation actually of uh, putting the blockchain in the in the industries. Um, I was working a lot of years uh, in the medical field, the healthcare actually, and most of my scientific work uh, were based on 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 implementing a data science and the big data and everything around data uh, uh, in, the, in the healthcare industry to simplify the exchange of data uh, without uh, using so complicated and complex protocols and the standards that already exist because each region uh, worldwide, each country has its own regulation that's normal that they have proposed for, for each country, their own regulation about the healthcare, about the data security, about handling data overall, the, the infrastructure in telematics and so on. And exchanging data, especially in the cross-border uh, data exchange, was pretty complicated and still is. And actually, uh, from this point, I start uh, at the beginning uh, joining to and looking for the uh, distributed ledger technology and distributed databases, actually, from the first moment and start working with the blockchain as a promise technology. Yeah. And after that, I start with the IoT and the smart cities and the fintech and uh, so on and so on. But the most of the examples that nowadays already lives, no matter uh, if we're talking about a public or a private blockchain solutions, doesn't matter. The, the principle is in the, in the, in the meaning. Uh, besides the healthcare, we have also the, the supply chain, uh, different types of industries uh, in, in, in social media. And, uh, so many implementa implementations already have been done. Uh, I'm focusing actually on, on three points at the moment in the real life, a healthcare, uh, a supply chain, and, and, uh, and smart cities and internet of things. Actually, it's a kind of overall industries and, and so yeah. on. Uh, in the healthcare, just in the short, to be uh, much more precise, uh, in the healthcare is always in the meaning uh, we have as so many protocols, so many data. Normally since uh, 1930s, the governments already started with the social security number and uh, that's something that recognize uh, um, some, in some countries, each person who is and what is connected with him. But uh, in the last decade, especially when the, such a lot of data are produced and, and, and a huge amount of data is actually uh, covered under this, just the one ID or yeah. national personal ID or a security number or whatever, we have so many hidden patterns besides this one. And it's not so easy to handle such, such a transactional processing between them, especially in the healthcare. And the problem in the core of transacting all of these data in the healthcare is actually uh, on a two points, on the security and the trust. Who is own my data? What I'm doing with my personal data? It's not only just one number. Uh, it's a whole history, for instance, uh, someone who is uh, 50, 60 years old. Uh, so many data already yeah. produced since, since the childhood uh, to be covered. And what to do with, the, with this data? Where data are stored? Who is the owner of this data? 
And the focus in the healthcare was making this data owned by real owner, by the patient, by the person who produced the data at the moment of uh, beginning of the ingesting actually data that, that comes up uh, afterwards. All that afterwards that happens, like exchanges and transacting data between different entity stakeholders, with the clinics, with the uh, insurance companies, with all third parties, actually makes troubles and makes it yeah. pretty complex because there is no unified uh, a system, so to say, or a protocol. We have already HL7 and so many different kinds of protocols, but it's still centralized and controlled by one entity on a national level or international level. Uh, the blockchain comes a little bit like a promising technology in this in this, this part and solves uh, a tiny parts where the interoperability actually reach the light of the world and helps to, to have all these entities speak with the same language. Uh, with with proving the interoperable the, the complete interoperability, the trust, security, and all the things that normally the immutability once the problem what happens uh, we have so many databases warehouses worldwide storing different kind of data uh, of of some uh, uh, patients their their the patient history uh, about about the clinical research that have to be merged somehow. Uh, by putting blockchain inside, we solve at most of the cases uh, uh, the interoperability problem. Uh, not completely still, but it will because uh, it's still not a time to have all that in the public blockchain. It's a kind of future and probably will be in the next decade that we can reach that point that the healthcare could be um, mostly on a public blockchain blockchain-based or such a kind of distributed uh, uh, technologies. But now is still some kind of uh, a step forward, putting that in a hybrid world, a partially centralized and partially mostly step-by-step -step go uh, to the decentralized world, where the, the, the patient, the owner of data will be a real owner. And no matter if you want just to have its own data, uh, to give to someone for, for observation, for some other research studies, or to monetize them. Uh, that's the point uh, where, where the healthcare should take care. All other transactions will be much more easier and convenient uh, for all uh, stakeholders, no matter if there's an insurance or some clinical study, they will know the source of data because this, we have different sources and most of the data are useless. We have a bunch of data that, that comes up to the different uh, uh, from different parties and clinical studies should decide which kind of data to use. It's yeah. not so easy to, 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 to pass the process of, for instance, of uh, data extraction, cleansing, and so on and so on, whatever uh, filtering that needs to be done before any study, before any uh, a disease to, to go through and, and to make recommendations and, and make actually the blockchain will give an ability in the in the healthcare to make a decision making process much more easier and and to handle and to give the the the, the fast decision point 
from both sides, from the, from the patient side and also from the physician doctor side from another one. That's the point where the healthcare is focusing with the, the blockchain. Normally, developing so many standards, protocols, and so on should be covered uh, to make that interoperability. All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the another point is is a supply chain. Yeah. Where I'm focusing uh, on a few fields in, in the supply chain. Actually, uh, there are so many steps. No need to go the steps of the supply chain because the people already know what the supply chain is and no matter if it is a pharma industry or automotive industry or a food production, whatever, but supply chain has uh, their own life cycle and put in all that. Uh, blockchain already started to be part of the supply chains from different kind of industry, different types uh, of, of, of data exchange that because in each step we have to record some to update some data and this data should be uh, secure up to the end of the cycle so that the, the the track back the tracing data up to its source should be much more convenient uh do you think that this uh crypto winter or ice age like we call it, they call it nowadays and with the ftx scandal and everything do you think it will be a pushback or uh... yes, a little bit will be because actually we have already about twenty thousands of, of different types of coins tokens on the market, and half yeah. of them are are, are pretty dead. Uh, most probably even more than half of them. <laughs> even more than half, approximately. I, I don't know, but yeah. just 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 the right number. But it doesn't matter. Uh, that's the part of the democratization, actually. Uh, the blockchain technology gives an ability anyone to create a token. Yeah. That's the point. And by establishing the trust between someone who is created and establish an exchange or, 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 or some uh, crypto assets provider services uh, means to build trust. And after that, if your idea about the building a trust is just for the money collection without covering any regulatory points, uh, then it should be failed. Yeah. That's the point. Uh, it's not just having a national reg regulatory point. Uh, the regulatory also in the crypto world. There are also uh, points in, in, in the blockchain that should be covered. The rules about uh, how the data are stored, what kind of data, what are the amounts, where the data, where the money source comes from. Because uh, buying a crypto should have a source. Yeah. And if there is no source, and with the full anonymity, without having uh, uh, a source of, and, 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 the, and the history where, where, the, where the money comes from, that's the problem why the many of the exchanges uh, 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 fail, actually. Because normally the auditing points uh, comes after some time and ask, hey, what happens? So we are, we are producing something uh, that is, in most cases, the, the cryptocurrencies has no uh, physical assets that cover that. We are producing actually a virtual money. E-money should yeah. be an amount of something from the physical world that guarantee or should be something like a service. It could not be only a, a house or, or, or a 
or a vehicle or a car or a one kilo of gold, whatever. It should be backed. Yes, it could be. It could be backed also on a service, some service that I'm if I, if I'm if I'm providing you a service, it's one hour of my service. It's yeah, normally, exactly. it could be. It's, everything can be that can be digitized and and put in the digital form somehow can be a token. The process of tokenization uh, is is pretty open for everything. We have just to follow the steps how to produce it. And if it is uh, virtual, without any covering of any kind of services, then or asset, no, no matter if it's a fun, tangible, non-tangible, do not have to cover the theory about it, whatever, then it should fail at some point of time. And this winter will, uh, I'm pretty sure, will we, we'll clear the market yeah, a little bit uh, of uh, this some i don't want i don't like the word ballooning of 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 uh, crypto world because but some of them really produces some somehow that that kind of ballooning and uh pushing different different things at the same basket yeah exactly. and therefore in some moment they cannot handle it anymore this is one point another point is misunderstanding of, of technology that is actually in the behind of it how to produce, how to how to mint a, a, a coin or, or a token or money, digital e-money. Actually, yeah. we're talking the crypto is also a e-money. Yeah, exactly. The, that, that's the point. It is not a point that we have to build something and to put 1,000 euro or dollars, whatever, in some crypto coin and to spend one night and tomorrow to be a billionaire. Exactly. It's not. The, the point is that the, the, the people should understand that uh, one Bitcoin, for instance, one Ether, one Solana, whatever, Cardano, whatever what we have from, from the coins or the tokens, is one Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. And this one crypto, whatever, uh, should be used in a practical manner uh, in a transactional processing. No matter how much it's, it's costing some other in a fiat or in other currency. It should have be covered with some some real uh, uh, service value because it should produce a value. All these cryptos, all these fintech, all these financial points in the transactional processing is actually built to produce a value. If we produce just once a value, uh, it's not success. The value should be uh, uh, continuous. We put that in the world to be used. Not just to sit and wait that the price will uh, exactly. get a rocket space and 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 will become a billionaire. It's not possible. Yeah, I can tell you that it's being used, but now yeah. three, <laughs> at, at least in the past, two uh, or many three, many two many or three of, weeks, of, yeah. of people uh, will not support me on this. But it's a real world. That's yeah, that's yeah, something it that it's also surviving last ten years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's now now in the past two or three weeks we have seen a lot of of, uh, of being yeah. of use of it. So with That's this, right. Dean, thank you so much for your time, hour of service, <laughs> and uh, I hope that our listeners will enjoy this uh, session. Which is, we are very thankful for Dean for uh, being uh, taking time of his busy schedule and. Uh, sharing the information with us and uh with this thank you dean and dean will most probably thank you be... thank you for having me here and 
next time also. Yeah, uh, Dean most probably will be uh, at the Towering Person Conference next year as well. So you can meet him in person and talk to him. He's a great guy. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud and Pandora.